0: I am really excited about football season. My fantasy team is undefeated. I'm excited about that. Now as as you know I live in Pittsburgh, so I'm kinda of bummed about the Steelers right now. Cause Ben is hurt, so without him we don't really have the same offense. So we just we lost that lost that game to that squeaker to the Ravens. They're just a little stronger than us. We just gotta hang in there. I have been playing Fanduel, and I've been enjoying myself with Fanduel. I really, really like it. It's a it, you know what I like about FanDuel is It's every week. That's what I like about it. And plus, you can get in multiple contests, and it doesn't cost you an arm and leg. That's just it. It was so easy. What I did was you go on onto the site, okay, create your account. I put myself personally, I put like a hundred dollars in the account, and it lasts. So far, it's been lasting. It's been great. Now. I haven't won like some of the people I see on TV and in the ads and hear it on podcasts and radio. That's my goal. I want to be that guy. I know you've heard me say this before, but it's true. I see that guy on these TV ads or hear it on another podcast and I'll hear, you know, hey, I'm John Williams from Maryland or whatever, and I want $2.5 million so far. Well, hey, I want to be that guy. So bad, believe me. I want the two. I want to be the two and a half million dollar guy each week. It's out there. I'll tell you that the money's real. They're expecting to pay out two billion dollars. Is what, what the payout is total. So it is out there. It is being paid. There are people winning. So take it from me, Fanduel. It makes every single game more exciting. If you love football the way I do, you need to try Fanduel. It's it's the leader. Is the number one one week fantasy football system. Or game. Wait, it's the only way to do it. FanDuel is the best. I mean, they really are. You building a team is easy. I, I, it's that's my favorite thing. You get to build your team. You pick your players. You get a salary cap. Stand under the cap. Then you just sit back and watch your team win. Entry fees are a dollar. Anyone can play. It's that easy. A dollar for like a minimum. You could do two dollar things. You could do head to head. You can go into leagues. A lot, it's, spelled, it's spelled out for you. It's really easy, man. It's really easy. In, for instance, in, in week three, Ben from Illinois turned $5 into 10000 during his first month on Fandle. $5 turned into ten grand in his first month on Fandle. And that could be you. That could be me. Join him and over a million other users who have already won money on Fandle. Go to Fandle.com. Click the microphone upper right in corner. All right. Use my code, Kren. Okay. K-R-E-N-N. Sign up now. Special offer for you. Special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it with up to $200 that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to $200. Offer is only good for the first 50 people to use my code CREN, K-R-E-N-N. I recommend you do it if you like football like me. Don't forget to use my code CREN. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today.
1: This is the Jim Crenn No Restrictions Podcast. We're coming to you nationwide. We are coming to you worldwide on the Sideshow Network. It's Mike Waisaki, Terry Jones, Mike Sasson, and here's your host, radio and comedy legend. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Jim Crenn.
0: Jim Crenn. No restrictions on the Sideshow Network. And want to uh, uh, give acknowledgement to our team as we like to do each and every show. Behind the scenes working hard for the show is uh, Dave Settelmeyer, Frank Mergia, Wayne Weil, Josh Folio on air, of course, the, uh, Mike Weisaki, Mike Sasson, Terry Jones, uh, the gang. And we are honored, obviously, to be on Sideshow Network. It is the premier network in all of podcasting. It really is. It's really an honor to be on it. You go through some of the list of the shows uh, that they have. Gilbert Gottfried, of course, we know is, is amazing. Is a great show. About last night, Brad Williams, Adam Ray, Storyworthy, right? Is is a great show. Mm-hmm. Watch with Crappens, and we are very honored to be amongst all these incredible comedians alonzo alonzo bowden, bowden yeah, he's right, awesome right, right. i love his show check out sideshow Net- network get their app jillian Michael show's on there the list goes on it's it's just an impressive list of performers on this network which we are very honored to be part of with jim Creno no restrictions uh we're starting out the show as you know we're all stand-ups we were talking about one of the guys, we idolized Richard Pryor and we started, I started hearing a story about him and Milton Berle and this feud. Milton Berle was a huge comic as in his day, right, Uncle Milty. He was the one of the first people on television when there wasn't, no one was on television. This guy was on, you know, this guy had the entire country. He was called Mr. Television. He was called Mr. Television, Uncle Milt. This guy had the only show. There was, like, what was it, like one show? Yeah. he competing <laughs> yeah. Against? Yeah. What did he do? Walk in. Yeah. How's the ratings tonight? <laughs> Number one again, Milton. You're fucking right, I am. But there's no one else competing. Is yeah. There's a puppet or something on the. Yeah, it's, a t-
1: some it's, other. A, it's a test pattern and two guys juggling. <laughs>
0: test there's pattern, some second.
1: Little show. <laughs> two guys juggling. It's like, well, how do we beat that test pattern? Oh, it's man.
0: cutting in on the airwaves on UHF mm-hmm. with a puppet. And that's yeah. it and milty's like i am uncle fucking Mm milty and he controls the business (laughs) for years probably at that point i would think i think this guy has to be punishing in the business right Mm -hmm. he's a monster and then all of a sudden two more channels happen (laughs) and all of a sudden there's comedians coming Mm -hmm. everywhere and he's not as relevant and he's kind of not as funny to me the next generation maybe I remember watching him And I like, hey, as a kid You know I'd say yeah, It's, it's alright I guess
1: Guy in a dress My dad want? thought he was funny <laughs>
0: But I didn't You know That's the way it goes yeah. Generations change Different comedians Different generations You either evolve Like a Larry David Or you don't yeah. And he Maybe been a little stubborn Because he was so big When you get so big It's hard the bigger you are Maybe the harder it is to change Well there was a time Where I would think Pryor was the young gun Coming in Taking the crown and his style was so different, Richard Pryor. And it was just poetic in a way that you couldn't copy it. In other words, Milton Berle was known as a thief. He really was. And he couldn't copy this, man. This wasn't some young guy who he could just take his act
2: and <laughs> no. say, fuck off. <laughs> no. Which he
0: may have done to people from what I hear. This yeah. is uh yeah, he's been no uh, he's the reputation's pretty big about him. Mm-hmm. But that's what they did in those days. Yeah. In his defense, those vaudeville dudes and stuff, that was pretty much you know, that guy Stock was a hell of a writer and he used the hell out of him back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a little, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they my man stock. Yeah, my man Stock <laughs> was killing it. But that's what they did back then. It was like mm-hmm. in those days it was like mad magicians when they shared tricks or something. They didn't really I guess they didn't care it was kind of it really were kind of stock kind of jokes. But then came the next level of stand up, the observational Stand up. Pryor took it to another level with a storytelling observational, yeah. interpersonal, life story observation. When you do life story observation, you can't copy that. No. That is either going to do shitty or it's going to be incredible art. And he took it to incredible art. Mm. It really was. As you know, it lives till to this day. Art, Great art can withstand time, generations, and live till this day. If you're 18 years old and you watch Prior, you will laugh. There's no doubt. There's nothing about anything I've seen or heard that he has done that you won't laugh. If you're 18, you have to laugh at Pryor saying, I'll out to see the white people in line. Now let's sneak out. And they cut in. In, And the white people swear, hey, hey, caught. What? Hey, you peckerhead. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) A-right. You're caught in line. What the hell's going on? I mean, come on. That is genius. Brilliant hits on many levels
2: it just it's uh, beyond words right i mean it's funny it's funny then it's funny now it is uh i it's- mean you got to think and i was in um high school so the first time i listened to Pryor's albums like i always watched his movies you're 28 as a kid. 28. 28 i'll be 29 and Still I'll 28 was. for one more day. Yep. Well, for two, <laughs> two more days. I'm two kidding. more days. That's why I'm so still- We'll I'm take still, away from that. I'm still- Terry,
0: <laughs> I'm only 55. Youngster. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Until tomorrow,
0: I'm 56. <956. laughs>
2: <laughs> when you listen to this- Yeah. <laughs> yes, by the time you
1: listen to this, I'll be an old man.
0: I'll
2: be talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that one gear. And Terry and Terry- I want to be part of Terry Taylor Swift's squad. Yes, Terry's-
0: uh, <laughs> We'll be- 29 and he will legally change his name to Victor Mature. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's a great stand-up name. <laughs> no, um but, but anyway. When I was in high school, I was about fourteen or fifteen maybe. And I had uh all Richard my dad had a Richard Pryor box set and I had all the albums. Every single one of them was in there. And uh I remember it just being one of the greatest things. And at fifteen, I was still able to get all the shit that he was saying. It was so funny, it was timeless. And I mean you think about it now It's like 40 years ago So 40 imagine, almost 50 years ago That his stuff still stands Imagine
0: mm-hmm. At that, that time How threatened Milton Burrow was Yeah you know, And then here he is On Mike Douglas show It was the clip we watched Get on YouTube Stephen Mike Douglas show Milton Burrow, Richard Pratt You'll see Milton Berle's threatening him In a way Because I guess Pryor was joking around.
1: I don't know what the joke was, but he said (laughs) something. Mike,
0: you're the one who told me the
1: story. Basically, what 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 was happening? Milton Berle was actually being very serious in that... He was talking about how he had a child out of wedlock, which okay. in 1972, 73. He said
0: this on the air?
1: Yeah. He was yeah. Ta- telling the story. Jesus, he opens up on Mike Douglas. Yeah, And then mm-hmm. Richard
0: Pryor started laughing
1: at him. Because <laughs> he's out of cocaine. <laughs> and that's where, the, that's where the part we saw where he sit there and he goes, I wish I could have laughed at that point. And Richard's just like, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just, that's what he, the famous line. Pick your battles, kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he says, all right, sweetheart. All right, sweetheart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, didn't he say Something like uh, I told you this years ago Told
2: you
1: this nine years ago Yeah pick your battles
0: Pick your battles kid
2: But think about it Nine years ago Pryor was trying to be Cosby Yeah That's before Pryor Blew up to be Pryor Pryor was in before Vegas he found himself Yeah Yeah cause I mean I just let them hear He um... was
0: big People forget he was big When he was doing The Cosby impression Yeah he was We did It's all in shows like that I mean he was mm-hmm. known he, The talent was still Breaking through It just wasn't The level
2: mm-hmm. that He brought it to He was obsessed with Dane Martin too you know, he, even did, his Martin he did his show. He did his show. He said he told Dean Martin he was the king of comedy on that show. And then you fast forward, and huh. he tells the stories. Uh, remember in the book, he even mm-hmm. talks about Woody Allen told him, "Hey, I'm about to show you something, kid." He said, "I learned more uh, doing absolutely nothing than I did watching Woody Allen stand up."
0: Well, you know, because <laughs> like those
2: guys back then were like, "Hey, kid, I'm
0: going to show you." Well, mm-hmm. the Dean, yeah, I said Dean Martin. People, hey, Martin and Lewis, man, that was a team. It wasn't just Jerry Lewis. It really mm-hmm. was. They're a team. They're really. Cool. Amazing, clever guy. The way those guys the set up, guy—the guy, guy that you know has to kind of set the whole mode, open the lanes. Yeah. We were talking about these guys from that generation, and some of the guys that were so somehow huge. Milton Burrow was. I mean, he had, like we were saying, he had only one channel or whatever. But I worked for a guy, Soupy Sales. When I was a kid, this a guy named Soupy Sales, <laughs> man. Yeah. I was the MC in Warren, Ohio, for him, and I'm watching him. <laughs> And I thought, ah, it's not that fun. I don't get it. I don't get this Soupy sales dude. What are they kidding? So afterwards, he's a very nice guy, actually. Yeah. We went to this club. Went to a nightclub. I went to a fucking nightclub with Soupy sales. <laughs> <laughs> and Soupy says, hey, Jimmy, uh, would you help me with this? I go, what? He goes in his car, and I'm bringing books. Soupy set up in a nightclub. It wasn't like a paid thing or we supposed to do this. He set up books for a book signing <laughs> in a nightclub. Oh, God. So we're in oh, Warren, God. Ohio, and he's in this club, and he's got a booth. And I'm helping him with the books. And I and the book was called Still Soupy After All These Years. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he gave me an autographed copy. Oh. So, And it was a good book. I read it. It was really good. I recommend buying it. It's good. Oh. Because it's the, the but here's the thing. Here's my point. All right, here's this guy setting up his book thing in time and uh, the whole deal. It more in Ohio, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm a kid and I'm looking at me, it's not that good. Let me tell you something. Whenever we, your, our egos, we're, this guy was on the cover of fucking Time magazine. That is huge. That's how big he was. He was on the cover of Time Magazine. Yeah. You got to do some shit to get on the cover of Time Magazine. And here, at that time, when he was on the cover, man, he was probably like thinking, this will never end, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is incredible. But I mean, he was probably like 80 whenever he was working with me. Who knows, you know, at that yeah. time. But because <laughs> comedy could work forever. It doesn't matter. He's 70, 80, who cares, right? You're he right. still had an audience. He's Pat. He did actually he had a nice crowd. Yeah. His audience, he, he had his people that loved him, loved what he did. Mm-hmm. But it's just fascinating to me that his era, though, don't forget, he was a king in the, his era. Like, you know, yeah. Milton Berber, in his era was like king, but Pryor was the next king. That was the thing. And I wonder how much je- jealous those guys get of the next guy. And it seemed like Milton Berber was so jealous of Pryor. And I wonder if Pryor, I never, I don't think Pryor got jealous from he what he did. I knew. Did he? He Tar- did. What did you see him jealous um, of? Mike? He got
2: jealous of Eddie Murphy. Okay, he did. Eddie Murphy came out of nowhere and was this mm-hmm. young kid who was a teenager on SNL. Right. He was 22 I remember, when he dropped I remember Thelarious. when he debuted, man. And the the fact of how amazing he was, Richard Pryor said that his comedy was mean, and then Richard Pryor also said that he hated him and he hoped his plane crashed jokingly. But, like, part of that I was, like, I didn't realize that they were that, that. Did they become friends later, they, though, right? Well, they were friends. It was just that Pryor just had some sort of, you know, because he never had anyone as big as him outside of Cosby. He always wanted to be the only main black comic. He always said that too, and um, so he was a, a, a prior, kind prior. of threatened. Murphy. He was threatened by Murphy because Murphy came in the eighties. You got to think, I was Eddie a, Murphy. Raw made fifty six million dollars in the eighties. Wow. It's the highest selling comedy stand up movie of all time in he, the box office. Well, fifty six million in the eighties.
0: He was on the cover of Rolling Stone in eighties. Everything probably eighty two, eighty three. Yeah. I remember being in college. And he was on the cover. So he's twenty. At that time, he's probably twenty-three, yeah, twenty-four. So he's on a cover of Rolling Stone, man. Comedian. So that that would be pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty. Rough. I mean, for prior
2: probably maybe. Yeah, because he shouldn't prior.
0: be. He shouldn't have been because he was still revered. But you know what? People that are revered like that, they don't know it at the time.
2: They don't realize it. Yeah. They
0: don't realize it at the time. Pryor had no idea what
2: was going to happen. And they, he also it, said that he felt like he ruined. Because remember, Eddie Murphy got him and Red Fox for. Um, Harlem Knights. right? He went to do a generational comedy. Eddie Murphy comedy. loved it. Well, him. these guys,
0: you could see uh, when I first saw Eddie Murphy's role, mm-hmm. I thought it was a rip off of Richard Pryor. I yeah. did. I did not see it as original. Yeah. I saw it as a derivative of what Pryor was doing. Later on, as I got older, I looked at it differently and I thought, okay, yeah, I could see more of his personality in it. Yeah, but I thought, to me, I was angry about the fact that I thought. The generation that was watching it, which was actually my generation, but I was yeah. so into the Richard Pryor at the time. I thought, you know, this guy, the, how come Pryor's, why isn't anyone yelling about this guy taking Pryor's almost his act in a weird way? Yeah. Styling it. Why aren't they yelling? No one said a word. I'm like, why are they, why is he selling arenas doing Pryor's act? Pryor wrote this. So I could see maybe if I'm a fan. And I'm a little angry. I could see maybe Pryor being a little bit like, hey, maybe I should get my due on that is my fucking style. It is. That, his I style. mean, he, he just basically mm-hmm. took the blueprint and structure and plugged in, you know, the, the stories. Now, yeah. New Generation Season goes, oh, that's the most original thing I've ever seen. And the critics are fawning on him because he's a s- superstar at the time. He's, yeah. he's the Elvis of comedy.
2: Mm-hmm. Guy
0: who's good looking, and whole deal. He's got the whole, right? He can yeah. act, sing, everything. And this guy is, you know, the man. And I could see why Pryor got mad at hey. that because that what you. And looking back at it, you could still see why I thought that if you look at Raw and you look at any of Pryor's stuff. No, you're absolutely right. The
2: flow flow and everything. He even admits that he was uh, influenced by Pryor so heavy. But it's just it's funny because it's the same thing how Pryor was influenced by Cosby and he has like the same flow, even though it's all original. It's like the same flow, maybe in a way. um, Dick Gregory said it best. He said, when we listened to Pryor at a younger age, we only heard the cuss words and we thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. And that's why the next generation like Eddie Murphy cuss so much in her act. Was because they thought that the genius was the cuss words, and it wasn't. It no, was it was nothing to do with. Prior it. He could do never it without used the cuss words with punchlines. Yep, he didn't have to if he didn't want to. It was
0: funny because it just brought it to a hard, harsh level or something, yeah. or just gave it an edge. It, yeah, it made him it, real. Yeah, that's well, the thing. it yeah. made it at that era too. That time was more anti-establishment stuff, and it made it was basically to let everyone know that's that he was saying. That's what we want to do. Was a oh, message yeah, for sure. sent too. along with telling the story. It was like, Hey, fuck you establishment. You're wrong. This is right. Yeah. That was kind of his thing in a great, in a brilliant way that we all had. To, we all, that's the thing he, you had to laugh. It mm-hmm. was that funny. It was always funny. And to me, that is what transcend and actually heals racism in a way. Yeah. It, right. And that one little way, you have to, you have to, we're all one. We're yeah. all together. He actually healed and brought together. I know, <laughs> I want to get spiritual, but no, I thought right. he did.
2: He did. The N-word, he got death throats when he stopped saying the N-word after he went to Africa because they consider him a civil rights leader. He was hanging out with Huey P. Newton and all these guys. He used the N-word on stage like black people always did amongst each other to take the power out of the word mm-hmm. but he was doing it publicly on tonight shows and things where no one else could say it but him and he raised that bar and he took it to a whole nother level I, and that's how he was trying to end and it. he spoke Racism. to me as a
0: kid because i was real poor mm-hmm. and that's where he spoke to me and that's what i meant by he healed that sense. he made us all together everyone he yeah. made it all and he started going that's what the common denominator is we're all poor Yep. And we can relate to all these different things about being or so And we're all one. And, and that's kind of a cool thing. And I, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, Eddie Murphy, though, in his own right, though, you got to give him his respect of being a great entertainer.
2: Oh, yeah, he's one of my favorites he's of just all time. Not, I
0: don't think he's going to be known as a great uh, stand up like Richard Pryor. I think he's going to be known as one of the great entertainers of all I time.
2: I think he should be in top 10. If, if Eddie Murphy would have yeah, stuck, I'd put with him in top stuck with it, if he would have stuck with it. I'd put him in top yeah. 10, I guess.
0: But, but, but I mean, well, I don't, he, he's not a. Well, let's yeah, because there aren't many after Richard Pryor. To me, there aren't many originals, complete originals. Steve Martin, and to me, Pryor yeah, did groundbreaking stuff.
1: I thought
2: because even Bill Hicks was influenced by Pryor. If you listen to him, yes, you could uh, you could well, hear Pryor. you know, you're see
1: Steve mm-hmm.
0: Martin and Pryor in a lot of different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. That's lyrics, another you know. interesting. If, if we want to see Steve Martin was hosting the Tonight Show with Richard Pryor. Yeah, and they actually started to, like like talk about like comedy and stand up and everything like that. And then you talk about like kind of passing the torch and everything um louis ck last year was getting interviewed by howard stern and they're all friends with chris rock because they work with him and like 10 years ago chris rock was the number one comic and then at this time this is last year whatever louis ck right and howard goes you know in talking with chris rock um i get the vibe he's kind of mad that he's not number one anymore he is and he and louis like yeah i get that vibe too Really, so that's like it it's it, it when you get to that level and you're number one you i mean especially since this was his friend, this is the guy who worked for him, yeah and then all of a sudden this is the guy who eventually everyone goes, oh no, now you're now this is the guy who's number one, so yeah, it happens at that, Isn't that, that level funny because you're talking about all the fame, all the money in the world,
0: and you get pissed at each other, like I want to be number one, yeah. I don't want this. The ego structure. You figure like this.
1: Richard Pryor to it that point had put in like 15, 20 years and everything and
2: before he really established himself on the yeah. top of the world and Eddie Murphy was just like a prodigy like bam. He yeah, wasn't 19, much it wasn't a struggle. He was only doing comedy for a few years. Walks yeah. in the audition,
0: hits it, he's on the stone. he's on the cover of Rolling Stone 3 years Isn't later. It? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Crazy. Well, you know what that Louis CK thing did you brought up? Mm-hmm. Chris Rock mentioned that. Chris Rock said that he felt like he's James Brown. And Jimi Hendrix was in James Brown Band and was just some kid that could play the guitar and he never paid him any attention. And then Jimi Hendrix became Jimi Hendrix. And he said that's how he feels about Louis C.K. Like Louis C.K. used to be in his band and now all of a sudden he's this phenom. Broke out
0: did his own thing. Yeah. Found his own way. Mm-hmm. It's basically finding your own way. It's yeah. all it is. It's therapy. You find yourself and happen to be on stage.
1: Now they're talking Amy Schumer's number one.
0: I think Amy Schumer is yeah she's a fucking beast. At. I saw or we saw we talked about it Saturday Night Live when she was like yeah man she's brilliant she's really funny she's
2: she's a beast. really <laughs> yes yeah, she's she can, good
0: she crosses that line of she could do she's making both men and women laugh
2: and that's hard for a woman
0: it's hard for a woman
2: mm-hmm. not trying to talk shit on women no it's hard to do it's for a woman To for guys
0: that. to laugh yeah in a respectful way without just doing it cheaply that's the beauty of it she's brilliant the way yeah. she does it right. It's funny.
2: Because women judge other women when they go on stage if you're a comic. As soon as – how you're dressed, everything that a woman does is judged as soon as she hits the stage. I mean, like, mm-hmm. men, we have that. But it's more difficult for them because I remember uh, there was a girl I was performing with, and she had, like, a tight dress on and some heels. And she was cursing, and there were people that were going to book her for an event that mm-hmm. were at the show, mm-hmm. and they told me, you know, we don't want her because she, her mouth doesn't match how she looks. Like, she shouldn't be like that. She shouldn't dress like that. So they're being wow. judged immediately. But for Amy Schumer to to cross all boundaries and get men and women laughing, like, that Bradley Cooper thing's funny as hell. Oh, yeah, Everything absolutely. she says, her it's timing, it's got the, timing, the little ad That's what is. I think so someone gets really a couple good. of your time. Like, oh, yeah.
0: You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm really... Because of the election and stuff, and like I no, said, we're not talking about which way or any vote. Just when p- talking politics, reading some different books like Hillary Clinton, unlikable by this guy Ed Klein, and, and, and here in Trump, Donald Trump, and all stuff people running, and, and it's it's interesting how they have to learn how to relate to different people and how they have to kind of put together the differences. Amy Schumer and comedians, we're trying to get to who we really are. To get out there and try to make that balance. True. The other, the opposite is true. The politicians, it seems, they're trying to hide who they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll so, so we'll vote. I know because it's like Hillary Clinton is, according to unlikable, trying to get Steven Spielberg. I think I touched on it last week a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I did talk about Spielberg a little bit, but the new uh, thing about her, which made me laugh, uh, was Hillary was there saying this week that she's having a meltdown. Staffers closer saying. Her numbers are dropping. She's having a meltdown, and she's bringing them to tears, which is a crack. She's bringing staff members to tears. Man, you imagine like her just like yelling at people and have a meltdown, and Clinton behind mouthing, going, "I know the feeling. Stay away. She's a dragon lady." <laughs> He's there She's to comfort
1: playing. the women that are the <laughs> Yeah. i
0: here. You're crying. That uh, is so she you, can be mean. She can <laughs> be mean. Here, let Uncle Bill hold you. <laughs>
1: this is so you know, horrible. You know what will help? Take off your pants. Yeah,
0: take no. off your pants. <laughs> <laughs> air will help. You need air. Joe Biden's going to, they're saying he's going to not. So maybe by the time this we drop on Thursday, it'll be out. But most likely. We'll see. But most likely, might not. You never know. But But, but anyway. Point being, there's already a book on him coming out,
2: and, I, and an excerpt <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: reading was my favorite thing. Is the guy's trash, and was part of his like staff and stuff. And he says, he goes, yeah, he says this guy's not like. We says, <laughs> <laughs> he said he couldn't remember anyone's name, so he'd say, "Hey, chief, how you doing, chief?" And then if you screwed up, half of almost everybody, he seems <laughs> like he'd be in a room. Hey, dumb fuck over there.
2: He's <laughs> doing dumb fuck
0: constant. <laughs> it's all I got to have forever. Hey, dumb fuck. Yeah, was for. Yeah, yeah. I had a great day, Joe. Yeah, I had a great day. because it wasn't for dumb fuck right over here. You get me in my <laughs> Who the fuck? What are you dumb fuck? Is he, that was his big. It's this big. I love that. That's awesome. Isn't it be great when we watch him? You can't pay. I'm just gonna think of that because
2: you know he smokes weed. Has
0: to right?
2: Did you see that selfie with him and Obama? You can't tell me they don't He's, smoke weed.
0: Oh, those guys, bongs. That and, bongs in a rose garden. Absolutely, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: they got to be doing it. <laughs> they got to both be sitting there going, "Hey, how about that guy? Would you meet that guy yesterday? Yeah, that dumb fuck." <laughs> That's all they're talking
2: about.
0: Uh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's it. You. But
1: you, you know, Jimmy, you're absolutely right. They can't let people because the thing about it is, is like, like I love when the fact that they they sit there and they. Try to paint this person. Oh, this person can't relate. This person can't relate. They're all millionaires. Yeah. They're all millionaires. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, really. You
0: Big gonna, businesses. Wow. Yeah. In, in, are you faking me out? Really? I know you're a millionaire. You make $250,000 of speech, all these people. <laughs> They're going to relate to me. I love when they do that shit. They go, I was in Bob's diner yesterday and had my mom in. Oh really? you were in Bob's fucking diner. Yeah, sure you were. 250 grand a speech, that's where you eat Bob's fucking Diner. Yeah. Three dollar breakfast. Three dollar
1: breakfast, yeah.
0: <laughs> and you're talking about Joe who lost his job.
1: Yeah. But that's what that's what that's what's got to infuriate a Hillary Clinton. Because she sits there and goes. I believe that I know the most about foreign policy. I believe I've, I've studied my entire life. I, I'm, I am qualified. I can do this. But then people just answer, I don't like her hair. And everyone's yeah. just like, Look, you know what? who him, gives a love, shit? Love him or hate
0: him. <laughs> love him or hate him, man. I think that's why Trump's getting so much publicity, man, because Trump's kind of like the same. I don't even dine it. you kidding me? a shit. You kidding me? I don't need that
1: shit. I, I I'm shit. a billionaire. Yeah, I just I, sh- I just
0: wipe my ass with a dollar with dollars. So, Diners you, are
1: for losers. Yeah. <laughs> <I> exactly. <laughs> he doesn't care. I shit gold bars. What do I, what do I fucking do <laughs> this? I mean,
0: what he's saying is politically incorrect. <laughs> it's mean, uh, but he's refreshing uh, because we're like at least he's telling the truth. Uh, he's like, you know, uh, Yeah, China. Of course, I love China. I Make money with those
2: fucks. <laughs> of course, fucks. I love them, like dumb fucks, Very dumb
0: fucks. You know why Biden calls a guy dumb fucks? the guys probably a dumb fuck. Said, guys, have a dumb fuck. You know, like Trump just tells the truth. Oh, man. And, he, and, and whether he stumbled on, he's that, a proven dumb fuck. Whether he yeah. so <laughs> proven, proven dumb fuck. Whether China filled with dumb fucks. Whether he stumbled on <laughs> that or dumb not, food. I don't know. In other words, whether he went on. <laughs> and, and they find they. I, I, what happened was he, he like you he said, he told. The that's truth. the
2: mayor's name. It was refreshing. Doom Doomfuk, Doomfuk. Doomfuk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mayor of Beijing, Doomfuk. Shanting, Shanting <laughs> Wong came to me.
0: I said, "I'll fix it." You know, uh, but that's just it he's. He kind of maybe accidentally <laughs> happened. Probably said shit and they he was saying and they come back and hey your polls are up and he went. Some guy went, you know, you just told the truth. Maybe they, that's what to he hears. I mean, not even the truth, maybe. Just something, then bullshit. Yeah. Well, that's like... With, it's not even the truth. We're yeah. so have, just a half-truth. Well, You're that's what right. with, with George, <laughs>
1: so George W. Bush, we always would sit there and he'd go off the teleprompter and everyone would be like, he does that because it relates to people. Okay, here's the thing about George W. Bush. Dad was president. Grandfather was a senator. He has a degree from Yale and Harvard, and he one time owned the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Because he, you know, he he doesn't do off the. Pre- I had relate to that guy. Really, you relate to that fucking oh, guy God. who has two Ivy League degrees and whose dad was the president of the United States? You relate to that fucking it's guy? I,
0: it's because I'll do line of cook with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no,
0: common bond, man. That's the common bond. Yeah, look at me I say I partnered that. I uh, with him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm still laughing at $3 breakfast. I have to hear that every every time. Uh, $3. Here's
1: 50. That's just so I can feel better about myself. Uh,
0: Then I got to hear this story. I love this one. I'm at my $3 breakfast. and and, uh, Marge comes up to me and Marge says, uh, you know, I need a job. And I've been sewing and I got laid off sewing. I said, Marge, I'm going to get the sewing plan open or something. And. That is what they all do. We they need all... more Marges, that, uh, whatever.
1: Like oh, Brock, the uh, President Obama will sit there and be like, so I was talking to Jim over there at the at the plant. Yes. No, you fucking weren't.
0: Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know they get the call <laughs> later. Just like in Biden the office. Gets, yeah. You know Biden gets the call later. Who is it? It's Marge. Tell a dumb fuck I, <laughs> <laughs> I bought her breakfast. What uh, else you uh, want? I
2: bought her uh, breakfast. <laughs> a breakfast. So... So that's it's done. $3. It's, it's. <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> we got to deal with this. We got this for another six or another year. Uh, you never
1: know what's going to uh, set Terry off. <laughs> <what I> love, <laughs> stuff. Every, even at the morning show, I always sit uh, there and Jim will just it. say one thing that love I'll just you. be like, yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Was Terry's over there <laughs> wetting himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Terry gets me.
1: Uh, He's shorting out the TV um, that's Terry next knows, to him. <laughs> <laughs> Terry knows I'm
2: venting.
0: Yeah, Terry knows I'm venting.
2: It's so funny. <laughs> oh, he knows when I get angry. I, I want to see a poor that's president.
0: We ever going to get a. Poor I want a poor president so bad. I <laughs> want a guy too. who's really poor. Like, you know? poor is Otis like, the pres. Otis the yeah, president, I, Jimmy. And, yeah, like you know, <laughs> I just got a cable bill today, eighty five dollars. That's bullshit. <laughs> president, I'm gonna stop some shit. That's too much. HBO. Give me a uh, kiss, my ass. This is crazy. That's, that's what we need. need a guy like that. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the grocery store, $120. There was no food. What the <laughs> fuck is going on in this country?
1: Mr, Mr. Pre- got to fix it. Mr. President, you owe $19 trillion to China. How are you going to handle that? Fuck China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i print more money. Uh, no, right <laughs> figured that out. I went down, saw the printing press. What's that? What the fuck's going on? Print more money. You got ink, you got a print press. Print away, motherfucker. <laughs> Print away, motherfucker. Well that's Otis's line.
0: Print away, motherfucker Otis twenty twenty. <laughs> don't, don't you think of that sometimes You think you sit there go, you know, we have we have printing presses. We why make this why don't we just print yeah. more money? Because yeah. then they go, well, a dollar gets weaker because you owe. And I'm thinking, all right, who do we owe? And they say with a bunch of third world <laughs> countries. I'm like, Fuck them! We got all the (laughs) tanks. We got all the bullets. We got all. What are they gonna do? Am
1: I gonna get a third world country? Some Argentinian dude going? You give me my money. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you! I
0: got nuclear bombs
1: journal I have. Your Emo Phillips. He had a joke about that back in the day. We sit there. He's like, "We owe this much money." Yeah. And he sat there, and they, if people came and come, he's like, "Hey, you bought all this money from us." Yeah. He Goes, yeah. He goes, well, what'd you spend it on? These nuclear weapons. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> how we don't have to pay you back. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of logical. That's that's how you spend. If you get a bunch but, of money from American Express, what'd you buy? Oh, these nuclear weapons.
0: <laughs> what's amazing when he talk about the debt? I'm like, I don't know how we paid it back. How do they pay it back?
1: Right it's like trillions of dollars.
0: I don't even know what that is. They just, 19 they kill trillion. Do they sit at the end of the month and go, let's write a check <laughs> and just inch it down, you know, put a billion and a
1: half in there and it'll cut that
0: on layaway. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't even touch the but interest. That's, well, probably.
1: that's the whole point is right now we're able to at least pay off the interest. So that's what basically...
0: Does it go back to the other countries? Do they get checks? I They're already know. sitting there with mm-hmm.
1: loan money? They go, we want your money. Waiting for a tax refund. China calls up, call, like, calls up like like calls up, Barack's <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> he fine. goes, I don't know this phone number. Then don't answer. It's probably China. <laughs> <laughs> we want our money, <laughs> you motherfucker.
0: They put Bernie Madoff on. The phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw the uh, pictures. De Niro is doing... Robert De Niro is doing a Bernie Madoff movie. About his life, and he did a split screen thing. My God, he looks like Bernie Madoff. Hmm. It's amazing. I mean, maybe it's because he's a great actor and cut his hair and made that look or something, but the way he's walking around, he looks so much like Bernie Madoff.
2: So funny. It's such a weird character. Bit. I can't wait to see It's going to be on HBO.
0: Yeah. You talking to me? <laughs> hey, talking to me. How much You're money are you? A little good. Bit. Your <laughs> good. You're <laughs> good. Your money's good. You are good. I love a little bit. You're a little bit to me. Billion dollars. <laughs> billion dollars. <laughs> You're a billion. Yeah, it's good. I, I, I think uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting movie. Madoff's whole deal with—I with, with, mean, he's a horrible
2: guy, right? He's
1: evil. Oh, he built yeah. those. He piece stole so much money,
2: so, like, Ruined a lot of people. Piece yeah. of shit. Hundreds and hundreds
0: of millions, of, millions of dollars. Officially, a piece of shit. Officially, yeah, that's a, what you
1: officially a piece shit. of shit. He'll be shit. out in 147 years, I think. That's too soon. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that how long he got? Two hundred years? Like well, well, there were people yeah. that like. It wasn't well, like he went after corporations.
0: He went after more than corporations, though. He went after people. People, like you know, instead of corporations, he he went after like. Guys like us or anyone, just people working every day and they mm-hmm. gave them their money and they're broke for retirement and he's shit on them. We went after like charities. <coughs> went yeah. after some the, the weird thing was he had enough money for, he did this for like 28 years or something like that. Yeah, so he had enough money to pay off certain people to certain times. Like if he wanted some money, he'd give you the check, like for whatever, a certain amount. What happened was in 08 when there was a crash, there was a a Jewish charity that wanted $300 million. They wanted to call in. He didn't have it. He'd have $300 million laying around. So he goes, ah, you should keep it in. They go, no, we want it all. And he went and he That's what happened. Then they, they called. Hmm. Then that, the whole thing just fell uh-huh. from there. He had never had anyone call in all the money before. Uh-huh. Some of it, which we
1: probably had to cover, but not all of it. So that's how the idiot got caught, or he would probably still be doing it. Six, 60, Sixty minutes. Sixty minutes did a story about one of the guys that for six or seven years was going after. I saw. I saw the documentary on it, yeah. dude. It's amazing. And, and the guy basically all he did was he did the math. He says it took him about forty-five minutes. He did the math. He went up to his boss and goes, "This mathematically is impossible to do what he's doing." And they went like, oh, yeah, we'll send it up the chain. For six years, he was banging on the doors, sitting there going, this can't be real. He was worried
0: because he thought he was going to get killed at one point because he thought, think Mm -hmm. about this. It's billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. You get a hitman, right? Absolutely. It's billions. He had uh, the vest and the whole deal, learned how to shoot. He had a wife and a daughter or two. I'm not sure if he had two kids or not, but he had a kid at least. He wanted to protect his family, obviously, but he... It was so close, he got to the Washington Post and had the guy from Washington because like Mike said, this is a documentary, mm-hmm. where he said his boss came to him and said, look, Bernie's killing us, like in Europe and all these places. He's making these returns are monstrous. This guy's a genius, by the way, the guy who invested, this guy's like one of those financial, unbelievably. he says, he worked for months, he said, putting together a fund, a hedge fund to compete with Bernie's. And he couldn't. He said it was equal. Bernie's returns was equal to a professional baseball player batting 900. That's how good it was. Mm. You couldn't do it. he get you something, maybe 300 even, this guy. He said I couldn't get. It was impossible for me to get to where he was, like Mikey said. And, and he said that's when he said he know. everyone in the business kind of knew it already. Before he went down, and he, they all said there's something going on. But his paperwork, this is the crazy thing. Ready for this? And this guy was a genius, like I said. This paperwork was so good that the, the Securities Ex- Exchange Commission couldn't see it, couldn't see what was wrong with it. So when he was sending like a Mike Sasson or something to stay, it looked perfect.
1: That's how crazy that is, that he could make it that good, man. Well, and the other thing that, that, that he pretty much turned himself in because he was dealing with a lot of royalty over in Europe, mm-hmm. and he was worried that one of the, the, the people over in Europe were going to knock him off. Because he he took a lot of like high end guys in Europe and took all of their money, Mm -hmm. so he was worried one of them was going to send a hitman after him, and that's when he turned himself in to the people in New York and said, "Yeah, protect me, pretty much, put me in jail." Yeah, they were going to
0: go. They would have. They would have killed. They would have killed him. He was evil. Oh yeah, or he is evil. That's why the movie will be interesting. I want to see how they depict him. I hope they don't depict him as any kind of hero. Yes, at all. I hope they don't. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. You don't shouldn't feel sorry for that guy. That guy hurt so many lives. People's. That saved money and that's what Hollywood does, year.
2: though. You know, I know what you're saying because you even, I mean? even with American I don't even Gangster, want the this like guy. when you watch American Gangster, Frank Lucas was mm-hmm. selling fucking heroin in in the community, yeah, killing, killing people. people, right? And they show that part, but you also like don't want him to get caught while watching the movie. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's like, yo, why why am I feeling bad for this dude? He's you're a piece right, of shit Sarah. for real. It's, it's like the Walter White's badass. He's still hero. a piece of shit, yeah, right? Right. and he snitched, but. Well, yes he, it's the anti-hero yeah, they want to make they want to make well, well henry the, bring right, that
1: there. up when um when i was at connecticut the um every year the fbi would come in mm-hmm. and talk to us about gambling mm-hmm. and one time the guy came in and showed a film of uh, henry hill the guy the the uh, ray Liotta <laughs> and, oh, and goodfellas what a mean guy and, yeah and because he had done the bc point shaving scandal yeah, so yeah. and so he brought up and the fbi guy sat there and goes yeah that's henry hill and he, you know old guy piece of shit whatever and he sits there and goes I had the unique fucking um, terrible weekend. I had to babysit that piece of shit. And he goes, that if I ever meet Martin Scorsese, I'm going to punch him right in the fucking face because guess what that guy doesn't look anything like Ray Liotta and you know what I've heard too many people say hey I'd love to live next to uh Henry Hill and everything like that goes that guy would sell that way guy would sell your freaking mother for 10 cents guy was the biggest scumbag you'd ever want to meet
0: mm-hmm. your watch him on 30 for 30 you could see that it's a, yeah that, he's like you're right yeah. it's true Mike I, yeah I hope they don't do that like I hope saying. they don't. but De Niro needs a really good movie I can't wait for De Niro to see it I mean, well HBO, you didn't like the uh,
2: intern
1: <laughs> Love. It. Love.
0: It. Hey, uh, I want to mention I want to mention we got the bur- we got birthdays, man. So your ter- uh, your birthdays coming uh, tomorrow. Well, well Mike is today. today. Mike is today, man. Two, and I wanted to say 26 years old. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what? 40? What are you? 42, 43? 43, 43. 43. Did you ever now did you think you, did you 43 when you look at your life? You know, do, do you It's you, over. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right. Answer the question. We all agree that with that, Mike. And here's yes. your termination slip. when
0: right. <laughs> you, you, you were a little kid, and you looked up and looked at you know your future when you were little. Do you do? You, is it similar to what you dreamt to, at this point in your life? Um, I wanted to be involved in comedy in some way or another. When so. you were little, I'm sort of st- in a way. In, yeah. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, 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 as an entertainer, as a yeah, radio yeah. and and stand up or whatever. Yeah, you mm-hmm. do, that's what you're. Yeah, Life in is, the field I always wanted to be in. So. When you were little, that's what you wanted to do. You thought mm-hmm. I could. I. You said I want to do this when in my forties or whatever. I hope I'm doing this for a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you dreamt of. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't have anything else. I just always wanted to do that. Terry, yeah, you're that's a nice youngster cool. here. Twenty nine, man. What, what, now, are you at twenty nine when you were a little kid, and you're ten, twelve, whatever? Or were you kind of? Right, Where you kind of were thinking when
2: you were a kid? Did you want to do? Um, what you're doing? A little bit beyond. Um, good. not not to get all depressing and shit, but um, no, <laughs> we need. <laughs> it's, it's about down. to be like What's boys in the hood. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. Bring, uh, bring bring us down, bring us down, and <laughs> <down, laughs> bring us back up. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'll bring you back up. Yeah, to bring us, back but up. no, um, and I, I'm the high note kid. Good. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> well, my aunt did stand up. I Always wanted to do stand up comedy. Cook. As a yep, yeah. teenager Cookie. As a teenager, I always knew that I I set like specific goals of like a certain age where I wanted to do everything right. And I hit those ages. But, like, also the the weird thing about, like, when I was a teenager, there were so many people that I knew that were, like, dying from gun violence sure. and yes. stuff. So, Maybe like, so many people were, like, getting shot or getting locked up or selling drugs. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my parents made sure I didn't have to do that shit. But there was just so many people that I knew that didn't have to do it that were just involved in it due to peer pressure and everything fucking whatever well, music they listen to. an aphrodisiac
0: probably too at some yeah. level, right? Oh
2: yeah, because I mean, there was a guy, I know he uh, he didn't have to sell drugs. He sold drugs, he got robbed, and a guy that we played football with killed him hmm. uh, when we were younger. And, uh, you know, I didn't know if I would make it to like, 18 because I wasn't hanging with bad people. It was just there right. was so much weird shit going on. But you don't that, know like friends and stuff were just dying or getting or what shot. If you get Someone who's jealous of you, tear. Yeah, exactly. Something weird or like at the time, the big thing was a lot of the Crips and Bloods that got locked up in the 90s and 80s in Pittsburgh were getting out of jail when I was in high school. So when I was 16 and 18, they were coming out and trying to start it back up. Mm. So if you had any specific colors on in certain parties or certain areas, people that were getting killed for it. Uh, like uh, wow. if you had a Kansas City hat, it was stood for Killer Crip. And they would, you know, there was all kinds of stuff going on. It was just weird. So,
0: so you really had to watch. You really Yeah, had to stay away from that. As I had to like as you can, but but you couldn't. You got to live. You go
2: like if you go so you're to gonna, a party you're in high school and you're hanging out, and somebody's there and they right. don't like you because I mean I prevented a bunch of issues from happening is. just from growing up with some people. Yeah, like I stopped robberies and things like that, or people getting shot because they were like, oh, you're friends with him. All right, he's cool. But like it was just one of those things where I was like, all right, eighteen, and then when I made it to eighteen, I was like, yes. It's like now i gotta make it to 20, 21 then it's like yes what i made it to, to 21 so, kind of yeah. so yeah so it well just it went uh it progressed and i was happy to make it to 25 so like honestly i made it beyond what i thought in any accomplishments not I've your had. father I and the, the, yeah.
0: the radio show and, and
2: thanks and to you jimmy crimp jimmy crimp found me in wilkinsburg uh, on no. the streets <laughs> talking <laughs> you to yourself <laughs> talking you to so myself funny. it was something like out of oprah i was lucky It's the latest. say yourself no
0: you do it yourself. No, man. but I'm yeah, it's be beyond next to you. Uh, yeah, it's cool, man. And, and Mikey's coming up in the twentieth, and I'm the thirteenth. And yeah. I, I, yeah, I've been real lucky too. I've been blessed, you know. So it's it's cool. I, I like being in my fifties, man. It's but what did you think?
2: You, I mean, you grew up in a back alleyway with rats and I went and, and homeless I, people. You yes. happen to be like like seriously, we're coming around and stuff. You're yeah, you're success around like your family. To me,
0: you know, no one in my family went to my one one uncle went to college. That was it. I was the second person to graduate from college in our family. Yeah, history I mean, from coming over on the boat, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, Italian, Polish, in the strip. And uh, my goal would have been huge to make it. Is if I was the manager of the Greyhound bus station cafeteria. I know I've said that before, <laughs> but I did think that was a cool thing. Yeah, and I thought I hey, that'd be great if I can do that. But it, and I thought maybe as I even got a little older. If I could manage a restaurant or something, I didn't know what I wanted to be, maybe, mm. maybe sales or something. I'd never, yeah. idea, comedian. And I, yeah, I couldn't believe it when I started seeing billboards and covers of magazines and, and, and all kind of stuff like that and the, the whole deal. I was like, wow. So, way, went way. God, God definitely blessed to come from where I came from. It's a, it's a blessing to, to be able to make that kind of cash. Not, and, to, and not to
2: put you on blast, Jimmy there's a dream that you told me about that is absolutely amazing i don't know if, i'm sorry if if you okay. want to cut this i don't know if you no, want to no, share no, no, no. but sure. it's a, it's an amazing dream that you told me um because of like it, it's amazing to see where you came from to where you are and all the things that you've accomplished and you told me about a dream where you were playing baseball mm-hmm. for the pirates mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you said they put you in <laughs> and i don't know if you want to tell okay, it. yeah and uh you hit a home run, yeah. And you help win the game, yes. And it just reminds me of everything that you've done in your journey of life, of you getting that opportunity in life that God gave you to be successful. It's a dream, You're, you know. Thank
0: you. it's great. It's all God, you know. It's fun to me. I don't get religious. I know people of different religions and everything. Yep. And if you don't believe in God, I respect you too. <laughs> <And> everything's <laughs> my viewpoint, but I do believe that. There, I believe God has this just an interest. It's a great journey. He Gives us all this life and its excitement, and and that's my belief you know if like i said if you don't believe god that's fine too uh, i respect that but but uh yeah it's it's about you know what it's about respecting humanity and that's what in in the blessing that you were given whatever that gift is out there everyone out there has a gift and it could be it could be anything it could be maybe ability to craft something with their hands like furniture i'm amazed at that Yeah, it could be somebody who um a nurse or whatever can do something or a doctor or doing something medical or police officer who has an instinct to solve a crime or something. All those things to me are this interesting journey and in talents that people find if we're lucky enough to find that talent and uh, that God gave us because he gave us all something. And it's uh, trying to find if you're lucky enough to find that, which that's where appreciation has to come in. At that point you have to really appreciate. And then you start to learn that the only thing it's about is 56 years old, half a century, there's only one thing. My grandmother told me this. She was right. It's serving others. That is the only. That is what we're here for. That's what we're here to share. It's we're all one. That's what he meant. everyone's together. Mm-hmm. We're here to serve others. And the more gifts you get, the more you serve others. You help others, and that's really. And there's nothing more rewarding than that, as you find out. I don't care what anybody says. You know, beyond whatever belief system, if you serve others, it physically feels good to you. Agree. It really does. The give is is, is really good. It does.
2: Absolutely. Roberto Clemente had a quote like your grandma where he said, uh, If you're not helping others, uh, then you're wasting your time. In life. <laughs> yeah. Like, pretty much, because, you yeah. know, that's something he died trying to, it's do. Yeah, to so. do. It's enjoyable to do.
0: It's a gift for yourself when you serve, when absolutely. you help others. It's true. Absolutely. It's absolutely true. But, uh, yeah, so thanks, Terry. And, uh, yeah, working with you guys, man, that's the funnest time. This, I love this podcast I love that people listen to it and it, it's just personal it's a very per, podcasting is very personal you can't there's no other place no it Mikey what is your what was yours man Only, you're, you're the 20th October 20th Mike. October 20th he's coming yeah. up and he's how thir- old are you Mike 16 thir- I will 16, be 16 right? were you in a boy band <laughs> yeah I was that was me and new kids on
1: the block <laughs> no, that was me. So <laughs> so I was one be, of the Wahlbergers how old are you going to be I will be 39 okay will be 39 oh years you're going to hang on to that for four or five years that that'll be I'll be 39 this will be my fourth year <laughs> Yeah, thirty nine. Yes. 39 yeah Um. I've lived three or four lives since I left college because I've been in sales. You gotta get Chopra with me. No, no. Got... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i in yeah. nine times. No, then, I, I mean, at, huh? but you, you know the funny thing. Things. But I, I mean, the funny thing, I mean, if, if there's any, I guess lesson is of what i is, you can press the reset button at any time. Yeah, just you know, I mean, because I was, I, I wasn't supposed to be on the radio sp- station. I was supposed to own it. So I mean, <laughs> that's that's that was what I was trained to do when I was a college. And, and, hey, and you know what though? You're not done. That's just it. Yeah. People,
0: because there's that's the funny thing when you have people that are negative and things like that or whatever are mm-hmm. going yeah. maybe to or not whatever they believe. Like I said, but some of it could be negative, and they're like looking at you. Oh well, guess what? The story's not written yet. It's not done yet. It's, no. it's being written Absolutely now. Not, it's man. not done. People will talk to you, it at all your age, even at young ages. They'll yeah. say you are like. Because I remember having people tell me that too. You know, it's like it's over. This is over. It's over, it's over negative, negative. And it's like, no, it's not done. You're right.
1: You could hit. You could. You could do anything you want. You could change and do anything you want. Absolutely. But, but you true. know the one, one thing you talk about like when you were younger. I realized this only about maybe about two to three months ago. When I was in high school, they made us put down what we wanted to do, like as a vocation, on the back of our report cards. Yeah. And on a whim. When I was, in, I thought it'd be funny because everyone was putting doctor, or lawyer, or whatever. I put comedy writer, and nice. so on the back of my my uh, my uh, report card all through high school, it said Mike hopes to be a comedy writer when he grows up. Right. I didn't think they'd put it uh-huh. like you I thought it? they were see yeah. Like, no, pick something else. But well, did, <laughs> they, did, they, did, they, did people make fun of it or something? You're well, saying? they all looked at it because it was well, I was the crazy. only
2: person who did that. Right? Because
1: everyone else was be like, I'm going to be the CEO of Microsoft. Right. I'm going to be this. It thing. is yeah, unique. Thing I, I thought I was the only one that did
2: that. Yeah. Well, I did it in the yearbook. Yo, You did it, Terry? In the yearbook, I had three things. I said I'll either be a lawyer, a comedian, or a football player. And that was the three things that were listed. And everyone was like, you know, in my yearbook, people put that, yo, you're one of the funniest people. One day you're going to be a funny comedian. Plus you're smart enough To We're be a, a lawyer funny suit. lawyer Yeah I was gonna say He could've could been the comedian I don't yeah, could've could been Cochrane Cochran Jr. <laughs> I don't know if you want I don't know if you want A funny lawyer
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that doesn't work like, oh I'll be here all yeah, week he Hey, my laugh He wins the case Hey I'm killing here And wait, so did he Wait
0: <laughs> <laughs> Write that down Write that down like, We got a new sitcom Funny <laughs> ki- lawyer Funny lawyer Yeah he wins the
1: case And he cracks you up Does impressions of the judge Yeah You're out of order You're out of order That's the, what year did you write the close of every show. So that – well, my freshman year in high school would have been 1991. Hmm. So – and then also and, – and I told the, Jimmy this when I was working. I used to – you know, I, I was a salesman, and I would be traveling in my car, and I'd be listening to Jimmy Crenn and, you know, and all that kind of stuff at that old bastard radio station. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, and I'd be listening uh, to, you know, him and and, you know, and to be 15 years later working with the guy. If you'd have told 23, 24 year old me selling, you know, everything like that, that someday I'd be on the radio with the guy I was listening to, uh, you know, yeah, that's it's a weird it's a weird thing to sit there and, and be here. Yeah You know what I mean But you gotta you fun. know Set the reset fun. button sometimes Yeah, yeah it's, it's kinda cool right.
2: I like that Mike All the, all the Jimmy Krim billboards yeah. Back in the day With the, with the mullets fresh <laughs> Oh I had with the, the mullet mullets going The mullets fresh I remember yes. uh, Going the to rocking. The, There was <laughs> the uh, One of the main ones I used to see all the time Was like <laughs> going towards Like Cannonsburg and <laughs> stuff Like right when you hit that The, the city exit But it's pretty
0: There crazy. are mullet pictures man Out there oh, You guys keep yeah. finding them Online and bringing them Yeah the videos are killing me with mullets man It's so great man I got the god that was how did the mullet get so damn popular man i don't know it was huge right it was huge back it was. in the day well you asked me today i had them like, everywhere well, you asked
1: me today he goes mike did you ever have a mullet oh, like, oh i was oh. asking you off air to see <laughs> you guys it, are a yeah. little
0: too young for the mullet you just missed it yeah. i had the permy mullet though oh my you had a beautiful yeah, one jimmy thank you i, I call, it, thank you.
1: I call <laughs> it the tears for fears mullet yes That's oh, so me yeah. and
0: yammer yager had a perm mullet we had yeah. flow we had that that b- air. And that no. mullet our mullet
1: floated. And that mullet was on the cover of the Post-Gazette. Our mullet,
0: <laughs> yes. We mulleted it <laughs> out. Mulleted it I out. I think that's how we made the cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and All he right. did that 21st birthday party for Jager. Did you have a mullet? The mullet was rocking. No, never met no. the mullet. No. You would let Meg, you could sport a mullet. I'm going to start one. You had a mullet? You could do a mullet. Wayne, no. you, you had, Wayne had our, a mullet? Wayne, our or yeah. did, engineer did. You did? Yeah, I'll, I'll,
2: it was the 80s. I played hockey. I listened to metal. I was covered.
0: Uh, that's a, If you got to show me
2: pictures, I need a to see this. Mullet would have been mandatory I had hair
1: once. in that. I had
2: hair once, yeah, that's the thing. I I'm just a thinking you, you it would be weird. What <laughs> was your
0: wildest hair? Did you ever do, do the hair, like the the mullet look with yours? You no, wild?
2: I had a box fade with a rat tail, yo. You um, would have,
0: yes, your era of age. Was. Would have been right at that time, right? Because I was a kid
2: look. and my, uh, you know, my cousins had, had box fades and stuff, and yeah. rat I tails were hot. Rat tails yeah. were rat hot. Tails I, were I gotta, hot I gotta pull one of these pictures up for you because it <laughs> it's pretty classic. But I had that, and you know, later on, I had braids because that was like the hot thing. Everyone had braids and wanted to right. uh, look like Averson. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's um, right. Averson that made that very pop- the, the, that But I had braids as a baby too, so that's me with braids.
1: Yeah, the Well, the braids. The Braids were very popular. Right.
0: Allen Iverson made them very popular, yeah, right? Yeah, he did. Few, mm-hmm. ball, few ball players, both football and basketball, hey, made them pretty popular. They did.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <And> that's me <laughs> as a terrible. toddler with uh, <laughs> He's got the look, braids. man. You've got the swagger going on Yeah, there. Yeah. I, you know what's funny? I still stand like that on stage. But that's funny. i got to find the 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 box fade for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want, the, I want to see that. That's let's the Let's see. There's my cousin's Dude. box fade. and
0: I went mullet from <laughs> There you go. I went let me see this.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Nice. <laughs>
0: oh my God. He's a good like a, one. Yeah, he, good he looks, like a, he looks yeah. like a roadie for New Edition. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. Get the warm-up on. He's ready to He's going. He's going. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky and Mike. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Ronnie. Bobby. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Good old 90s. <laughs> <laughs> he's a roadie for New Edition. Yeah. I, look like, I look like the, the freaking roadie for the Allman Brothers And then, in my <laughs> pictures. That's so <laughs> funny. And then I look like I got heroin for Greg. There's another one to me with the box fade. A wait, wait, and that's my beautiful. cousin Eddie it's with his a, box fade. Nice. That's up. That is a high. That's that nice. Big Time, man. That,
2: there you go right there. Yeah. That's, that's the big time. old box
1: fade right there. That's a play box fade. Yeah. Yeah, right? he's yeah. Big time. Yeah. That's big time. And this proves I've had the now same wait. haircut pretty much since nineteen seventy six.
0: That is Tara, true. <laughs> Terry your age when did you did you did Terry did you do any crisscross face as a kid? Did you wear the pants backwards like crisscross? Wasn't no, that the big No, I had duo? the uh, mm-hmm.
2: I had and the twenty nine. Uh, I had the flip hat like uh Wesley Snipes in um Oh, what was the uh uh White Man Can't yeah. Jump? Yes, I, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had the flip hat You had the flip hat and then I That's went, right like, Yeah um, yeah
0: The Wesley Snipes was. flip hat and You were telling yeah, everybody like, you white people
2: can't hear Jimmy you know <laughs> <laughs> Wow But I had like all the cool stuff like that a, And I always yeah. had Jordans I always wore Jordans Wow you're that
0: young That you do not even pray Chris Cross was probably too Chris nice Cross for you. you were probably like before Yeah Chris that Cross That was probably before was, your uh, era
2: no, they were there, were they but when I was little? like, I was probably like five. Yeah, that's what I me. Mean. Like we old enough to Yeah, but I would choose. listen to their music because they were kids. They were a kid. That's what I thought. So I they were so little like, kids. Yeah, it was so cool. And they're on MTV and all that. Yeah.
0: Mike's Mike Sasson has his kid, kid picture. Mike, whoops, I just lost. There it is. Mike looks like the picture they show up for every serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> when you go back to his childhood. He was a kid. has got that short sleeve cowboy like mm-hmm. shirt on where he used <laughs> to like to torture animals. Yeah, and where he set shit on fire. Yeah, I put him on. The portrait there, the little smile with the That's, blood filter. Yeah, It's <laughs> yeah. kind of like weird. Yeah, Mikey's got a little thing going on, a little fade, to the the the, uh, the background kind of thing. Same haircut though mm-hmm. since nineteen seventy eight. you got the style in him, Mike. Your style, is a nice haircut, a nice, my handsome,
1: handsome lad they would say, mm-hmm. right? Handsome, handsome boy. Back at least down you then. saw the
2: eighties. You guys got yeah. to see the eighties. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. I was born I was like old at old the eighties. Yeah, the like very, I saw yeah. like Beetlejuice
0: and Batman. No, I was I was in my. God, I was in my 20s and, the in the 20s 80s. and 80s. That was in 20s and 80s. That was it. That was the era. I don't know how I lived through that
1: era. <laughs> we were talking crazy, about- Crazy, crazy fun <laughs> comedy club boom craziness. You were, you were talking understand. about, like, um, we were, last week we were talking about Reagan getting shot. I was remember, That's my earliest memory. Because I remember he was coming out of the hospital on a Saturday, and I wanted to watch cartoons. And so it was like 10 in the morning, and like the, all the news <laughs> stations were showing him leaving the hospital. And I remember being pissed because we, they weren't showing cartoons. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's this guy? Who's yeah, this, this guy? Some old man got shot. I want to watch a TV. Yeah.
1: Where's Bugs Bunny oh goddamn? It? God. Where's he, man?
0: Why was Sufi sales preempted?
1: Still soupy after all these I years. Know, still, soupy. Uh, still still, still soupy. souping it up. I love his manager came up with that. I got one for ya. Still soupy after all these years. Oh, the, the young man. people will love it because the Simon and the and the other <laughs> have with them.
2: <laughs> Run with it. <laughs> and that sounds nasty. Still soupy. I know. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Sounds like I know. I it it sounds sounds like he should change underwear. Or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> imagine
0: though. Imagine Shit when he's still on the soupy. cover of Time, thinking they will respect me forever. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cover of Time. No
0: one will make fun of me. <laughs>
1: ever <laughs> time, here we are I'll be revered
0: for so life so remember that when 30 years <laughs> or now some, somebody's gonna do it. I guess we can for all
1: of us
2: Fuck you, Captain yeah. Kangaroo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: That fucking Jimmy Crin thought yeah. he was funny, huh? Hey, yeah. look at- <laughs> Mike
1: Sasson, Mike Wysocki, Terry Jones, Jimmy Crin. Remember those nobodies? <laughs> they're, all, they're all selling their book at a restaurant. <laughs> no, we're all selling. We're just down. I'll be the- so
0: old. You guys have to put my pen in my hand. We'll
1: be, <laughs> we'll be, how do you sign a download, like a like an iPhone thing or whatever oh, they'll really? have in the we'll future? We'll be signing yeah. then.
0: Yeah. And then hey they uh, will so hey, no. come can... with a pill to keep us all alive longer. Who knows? They so said that it's going to be 100 the average age if you're born now, you could possibly live to 150 years. Man, my daughter's
2: going to be old as hell. Yes, your daughter. <laughs> That's is, a lot of birthdays. Yeah. Your
0: daughter's my age. They're going to say, "Oh, she's a youngster in her prime." She's That's got 100 crazy. years
2: to go. Yeah, <laughs> <isn't
0: that nice? laughs> about it. yeah. My age would be will be considered young prime. Like mm-hmm. your prime, like yeah. you're. Oh, he's yeah. just getting into the prime years now. Finally, you know, and I, and I could just sit there go, I'm 56. I finally feel like an adult. Would you yeah. want to live? That people line? are taking me serious. Think about everything. Uh, you'd yeah, see, man. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You would like to live under? I'm one of those people. I don't want to pull a plug. I want to be in a box, a blob. <laughs> I don't care. As long as you turn the TV on, just the head on food. a chunk of ice. <laughs> yeah, just turn. <Yeah>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chop just, up. Like, just turn on Netflix. Yeah, you just turn on Netflix. Chop up some. Big Macs or
1: something, <laughs> you know, think something I like I don't milkshake or something. I'm fine. I don't I w- care. I would just, I, I would just want to yeah. continually see how the Steelers do next year. That would be it. That be the. only. I want to see how the Steelers do next year. How the Pirates, or the how Penguins, fall. see how they, you know, keep that going. That'd be the only thing,
2: I'm trying to see 30. You're good. Yeah, <laughs> baby steps. Baby, baby steps. steps. In your primes. 150. You yes, in
0: primes. Uh, yeah, it was a fun show guys great show today I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as uh, we enjoy doing as I always say we really do enjoy doing it man so thanks so much for listening and uh, keep, hope you uh, see you next week talk to you next week at Jim Cran No Restrictions thank you hey everybody it's Jim Cran of Jim Cran No Restrictions I just wanted to take the time out to thank you for listening to the show we have a little over 100,000 subscribers now Every week listening to the show. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or JimCran.com and subscribe today. And thanks again.
1: If your business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose Primecore Group. Primecore Group is a Pittsburgh based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, Primecore Group is there to help you on a contingency basis only. PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to PrimeCoreGroup.com.